Thank you for joining us today on Drawing Near. Drawing Near is a verse-by-verse devotional study of God's Word. We are currently studying the book of Revelation. Today on Drawing Near, rejoicing in heaven continues as preparations are made for the marriage supper of the Lamb. So open your Bible and turn to the Revelation of Jesus Christ, chapter 19, and join us for The Bride Made Ready. As we begin our study, join me in prayer. Father, I thank you for the rejoicing that will exist in heaven, rejoicing over you, your power, your presence, rejoicing over the work of the Lord Jesus Christ, rejoicing over all the triumph that will be visible to all of your people. Father, the rejoicing will be unlike anything we've ever experienced or can even comprehend. You are worthy of all worship, honor, and praise. Father, guide us today in our study of your word so that we may understand more clearly these deep truths. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. In our last study, we saw loud exclamations of praise being made to God for his judgment of the harlot, Babylon the Great. In Revelation 19, verse 6, we read the following words. And I heard, as it were, the voice of a great multitude, as the sound of many waters, and as the sound of mighty thundering, saying, Alleluia, for the Lord God omnipotent reigns. This verse appears to be a transitive verse meaning that it's connected to the praise that has been erupting in heaven as a result of the fall of Babylon the Great, and it introduces the praise that is due to the events that are about to take place. Once again, as John describes this great voice, he says that it is a voice of a great multitude, as the sound of many waters and as the sound of mighty thunderings. As the writer of this book, John is worthy of some sympathy on our part. No doubt all of us have had the responsibility to try to explain circumstances or events to other people who weren't present. Trying to communicate the importance or the detail of an event is extremely difficult, and trying to communicate the emotion and all of the excitement or all of the sorrow and sadness is extremely difficult. John has that responsibility. And God is not just putting these words in his mind. God is allowing him to experience these events. And then the Holy Spirit is working with his mind, with John's mind, to communicate these things for us. John hears the voice of a great multitude. He doesn't tell us the identity of this multitude. Angels, believers, we don't know. It's the voice of a great multitude. He doesn't see. He simply hears, and this multitude's voice is described as the sound of many waters and as the sound of mighty thunderings. Obviously, it's pervasive and booming. It is strong. It is powerful. It seems to be the most powerful voice coming from the multitude that we have heard. And they are saying, like we already saw earlier in this chapter, Alleluia. That Alleluia is thunderous, rapturous, beyond our wildest comprehension. For me to try to mimic it 
would be just silly. Alleluia. For the Lord God omnipotent reigns. Passionately, powerfully. Alleluia. For the Lord God omnipotent reigns. Break down those words with me. It says, praise God. Why praise God? For the Lord God, our Master, our King, our Savior, the Lord God, omnipotent, all-powerful. There is no one, there is nothing as powerful as God. He's not simply more powerful than anything else. He possesses all power. He controls all things through his mighty power. There is not a force or person who can rise up to challenge him. Satan is foolish. Babylon is foolish. All those on the earth who rise up to challenge his authority are foolish, and they will suffer judgment because the Lord God omnipotent reigns. He rules and reigns not only in heaven, but over all creation which is to say, over everything. He is the king. And then John hears in verse 7, Let us be glad and rejoice and give him glory, for the marriage of the Lamb has come, and his bride has made herself ready. Gladness is to exist in heaven. Gladness is to come at this moment. And the people of heaven are to be glad and rejoice and give God glory, for the marriage of the Lamb has come. This long-awaited time for the Lamb to be united with his bride has come. And we're told at the end of verse 7, and his wife, not his bride, his wife has made herself ready. Literally, has been made ready. Through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, the wife has been prepared. And now the union is about to take place, and all of the joy, all of the gladness, and all of the festivities associated with the marriage of marriages, with the celebration of celebrations, is about to take place. And this announcement is made. And then in verse 8 it says, And to her, the bride, it was granted to be arrayed in fine linen, clean and bright, for the fine linen is the righteous acts of the saints. This fine linen represents righteousness and holiness. And it's not a righteousness or holiness that she herself performs, but rather it's the righteousness that is purchased by Christ on the cross on her behalf. It is a righteousness imputed to her. And that is cause for celebration as well, because the groom has laid down his life for the bride to be righteously clothed in this fine linen, clean and bright. Then in verse 9, Then he said to me, Write, Blessed are those who are called to the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he said to me, These are the true sayings of God. There are seven different blessings or beatitudes uttered in the book of Revelation. This is one of those. We're not told who is talking to John. It simply says, he said to me, but his command was to write. And here's what he was to write. Blessed are those who are called to the marriage supper of the Lamb. 
And then he reiterates this blessing, these words. These are the true sayings. These are the true words of God. Often as we read the scriptures, we lose some of the passion. In this intellectual activity, sometimes the spiritual aspect, the emotion, the warmth, the impact is lost on us. We see how important all of this in this passage is in verse 10. In verse 10, John says, And I fell at his feet to worship him. John is overcome by emotion, overcome by his spiritual awe, and the result isn't his mouth drops open. The result is he falls at the feet of this messenger to worship him. He doesn't just fall. He falls for the purpose of worshiping him. But the speaker, the messenger, says to John, see that you do not do that. That's emphatic. See that you do not do that. I am your fellow servant and of your brethren who have the testimony of Jesus. Worship God, for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. It should go without saying, we are never, ever to fall down, to bow down, to submit ourselves in worship to anyone other than the Lord God himself. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, they alone are worthy of our worship. And so we bow down to no one except to God. This individual was a fellow servant. It seems that he is a believer. He's not an angel. I'm your fellow servant of your brethren who have the testimony of Jesus. His testimony is a testimony of Jesus' saving grace in his life. John is commanded to worship God, to worship God alone and none other. And then the last phrase in verse 10, for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. We who have accepted the testimony of Jesus Christ, who he is, what he has accomplished for us on the cross and through his death, burial, and resurrection, what he promises to those who follow him, and we who have a testimony as a result of trusting in Christ, We believe in Jesus' prophetic utterances, and we ourselves prophesy to the promises that Jesus Christ has made and will deliver. In Jesus Christ, we trust in what is to come, and we call others to trust in what is to come. And our trust isn't placed blindly or foolishly. Our faith, our trust, is placed in the Lord Jesus Christ himself. Alleluia. Father in heaven, thank you for your prophecy. Thank you for your promises. We trust in what we have not seen, and yet we trust in a way it's as if we have already taken possession of it. Our hope is not futile or empty. Our hope is in Jesus Christ, what he has said and what he has done. Help us to share with the utmost confidence the promises that are in Christ Jesus with the lost and dying world so that they too may hear and believe and receive the blessings and the promises of all eternity, the blessings and the promises of the forgiveness of sin and eternal life in Jesus Christ. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.
Thank you for studying with us today. You can subscribe to these podcasts on Apple iTunes, Google Play, or the Facebook page Drawing Near. Drawing Near is a ministry of FBC Tip City, provided with the hope that we will draw near to God and He will draw near to us.